Hey ladies and gentlemen, Juan Sanchez here coming at you with the 32nd episode of the Million Ex-Girlfriends podcast. Um, I want to jump right into it by first saying, y'all heard about that new Red Bull slushy at Sonic, I think it is. Um, I could be wrong about that, but yeah, I heard or read something about a Red Bull slushy. And I just want to say, that's gross. I'll throw up on everyone. There will be so much bile all over the place. So much bile that you can call me Simone. Okay, that was absolutely stupid. But I'm glad I got that out of the way. <clears throat> um So yeah, this this has been some uh this has been some crazy ass shit going on recently. You know, I'm looking over my notes right now and I'm uh I am editing my notes mid show. Because that's just how much I respect y'all. Because I, 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 I had some things I wanted to talk about here. But now looking at them, they're making me cringe. And, uh, yeah, I just don't want that. So, yeah. The first thing I want to talk about is... I just watched the uh, re-pilot episode of Community recently. Um, the first episode of the fifth season where they, uh, you know, where they write out, uh, Chevy Chase and, uh, stuff like that, and they, and they start working on the seeds for Donald Glover's exit for the show, and, <clears throat> you know, it just got me thinking, because I did that soft reboot episode recently, uh, you know, a couple, a couple, couple of weeks ago, and... The original format for this show was me just, you know, coming up with some bullet points, you know, trying to keep, like, a loose structure, and, uh, just kind of, like, riffing and rambling off the top, and the crazy thing is I kind of got away from that because, like, it becomes too stale and predictable. I feel like even with trying to switch up the format, maybe I'm not doing anything actually different. Maybe it's just the same thing every time. I don't know. I only ever listen to these episodes once after I edit them. I don't know what the grand arc of this whole thing looks like. And uh, now that I'm actually talking about it and thinking about it, I'm actually getting a little bit of anxiety about it. But, like I said, um, <coughs> I'm trying to get back to a little bit of uh, you know, what I, what I feel like I did best when I first started doing this. Um, one reason I never titled the segments, you know, like the movie segment, the music segment, is just because, like, everyone does them, you know what I'm doing, you know I'm talking about music, you know I'm talking about movies or TV shows, like, you're an adult, you don't, I assume you're an adult, at least according to my Spotify demographics, you're probably an 18 to 22 year old male, which, um, yeah, I'm, I'm working, I'm working on, you know, that, that's, um, oh, I forgot what I was saying because I got hung up on that. But yeah, if you're listening to me, you're an adult. You can follow along with what I'm saying. It, you know, you know when I'm talking about movies or music or art or culture or my personal life or something. I, I don't pull any punches. And I'd like to think that's one thing that makes me unique. I, I respect people who listen. Because they're taking time out of their day to pay attention to the stupid stuff that I'm saying. And that's just, that's crazy cool. But yeah, that, that little spiel out of the way. The, 
the the other day recently i noticed on uh twitter there was a trending hashtag hashtag joji's over party and uh k-pop stands doing what they do best trying to cancel people on twitter um and honestly i kind of knew and thought that would come at some point for joji because anybody who knows him knows the saga of filthy frank and all that stuff so you, you knew some kind of controversy was going to come up at some point it was inevitable that being said i just i thought it was funny that it was k-pop stands you know of all the people it could have been of all the groups and uh, special interests that could have tried to cancel joji it was k-pop stands <laughs> i just think that's really fucking really funny But yeah, <clears throat> people be wild and on that app. People be wild and on Twitter because tw Twitter is basically where you have a bunch of people, like you, you have a bunch of people uh, talking like they never would to strangers, like because you're on a keyboard and you're kind of faceless behind a, a screen and stuff like that. You just feel empowered and entitled to talk in just the most outlandish ways. I say the craziest shit. And some people will try to check you for it, but I mean, there's, there's no punishment. There's no real consequences for any of it. Yeah. <clears throat> the internet's crazy, man. If you would... You know, if you had told me when I was a kid that I would be watching porn on a fucking six-inch screen, I would have, I would have been like, what? I just, I just don't think I would have been able to process it. that being said this is kind of related i saw you know every now and again you see jokes memes or tiktoks or whatever about accidentally casting porn to the family uh living room tv and i just want to say that does not happen if you download the DuckDuckGo web browser um if you look up porn in DuckDuckGo, uh you do not have the option of casting to a television uh, DuckDuckGo maintains your privacy. It, uh, you know, does, does a lot of cool stuff that, uh, personally I like, you know, the, some, like, built-in ad blockers and stuff like that. I, I just really think that kind of stuff is cool. I'm, uh, looking into trying... Mia, stop! My cat's stepping all over my tablet. I'm, I'm thinking about looking into, you know, investing in, like, Express or NordVPN or something. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm a big fan of services like DuckDuckGo and stuff like that. And um, I, I think that's a really important thing, especially in this day and age of internet data farming and all of that. Um, yeah, I, I just I believe in VPNs and, and stuff like DuckDuckGo, so I definitely recommend giving that a look see if internet privacy is something you're interested in <clears throat> now 
Now keep in mind, that's not an ad read. That's just me genuinely suggesting something that I like a lot. And that's another thing you can expect from me is I'm not going to take money to fucking try to hawk a product. I'm just not interested in that kind of stuff. Yeah, if we're going to be honest, I'm, I'm going to get real for a second. I know that I'm charming enough to sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Tommy Boy, 1995. However, I'm not going to try to do that because I respect that woman too much. Uh, those white gloves probably cost quite a bit and they're not easy to keep clean. So I'm not going to disrespect her by trying to put a fucking ketchup popsicle in her hands because that's rude. What kind of human being would I have to be to do that? And the cat's in my face again. Alright, so... Yeah, I'm gonna talk about some new music right now. Um, well, I'm gonna talk about some music. I'm only gonna talk about two albums, really. Uh, a new one and an old one. But the first one I wanna talk about is Charlie XCX's How I'm Feeling Now. Um, back in early April, she announced that she was gonna be recording an album in quarantine and releasing it on May 15th and she did and it's awesome I like Charlie's mix of uh you know bubbly futuristic pop sounds with uh like this this uh distorted industrial uh uh aesthetic and uh it's it's just this uh I mean, Charlie is the shape of pop music to come. I mean, she's kind of carving out a lane that really only she occupies right now. And don't get me wrong, while she does have contemporaries like Kim Petras or Hannah Diamond, I mean, they don't come close to touching what Charlie's doing. So I guess I gotta say, you know, big respect for uh, for Charlotte on that. Uh, a couple of songs from that album that I like uh, are Pink Diamond, I finally understand and anthems <clears throat> and the next album I want to talk about is an oldie but a goodie and it's uh, Lupe Fiasco's debut album Food and Liquor I I love love this album from front to back especially the deluxe edition I rarely listen to deluxe editions of albums but I liked it and I liked it a lot um <clears throat> and I am a little bit tired. I am a little bit a little bit cooked right now. But Lupe Fiasco's food and liquor, here we go. So yeah. I am one of those people who genuinely thinks that Kendrick Lamar's The Pimp a Butterfly is one of the best albums of the last decade. Um kind of a basic bitch when it comes to that. However, that being said, as a fan of that album, I highly appreciate the influence that Food and Liquor had on uh, 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 To Pimp a Butterfly. Uh, just the, the Lupe Fiasco across this album, across Food and Liquor, is a very good rapper and displays a lot of you know great uh, skills with his rhymes and his flows and his pen game. But there is a focus towards the musical experience on this album. And that's something you don't get from... That's something you don't get from... 
I, I want to tread lightly with these words. It feels rare. It probably isn't, but to me, it just feels rare and it feels special. Food and liquor is still, it still occupies a height that very few albums have been able to occupy. I honestly don't even think To Pimp a Butterfly occupies the same space as Food and Liquor. I honestly think Food and Liquor is in a league of its own. Um, Just Might Be Okay, The Instrumental, The Cool, and American Terrorist are all very good songs from this album. <clears throat> what is this cat doing? Oh my god. Alright, so, yeah. Moving on uh, in quarantine, you know, I've been watching, binging some Netflix shows, and the first one I want to talk about is Altered Carbon. I still have not finished season one because I've been taking it slowly. Each episode is an hour long, and they're dense, they're beefy, they contain a lot of, a lot of, there's a lot going on in each episode, and it's a lot to take in. That being said, um, I do like the highly stylized nature of this um, show. You know, I just thought I might be tired. I'm wearing sunglasses and it's relatively dark in my room. And I'm wearing sunglasses because I think I'm cool. I don't even know why I'm doing that. I'm going to try taking them off and see if that helps me. But yeah, it's a Altered Carbon is a very highly stylized show in the look, you know, the color scheme, the the, the film work, the, the cinematography and, and stuff like that. Um, I like how some of the guns have like a futuristic look and some of the guns have a old school retro kind of like six shooter western thing going on, but then they'll have like futuristic modifications like weird ass laser pointers and stuff like that. Um, I like the multicultural representation in the show. There's a lady cop who's a, who's a <coughs> Latina. She has a Saudi Arabian partner. They'll speak to each other in their own languages. Like, she'll speak Spanish to him, and he'll respond to her in the same conversation in Saudi Arabian. And they understand each other. And I think that's really cool because I've actually, you know... <sighs> This, this is gonna... I'm gonna feel like such a dick explaining this part, but, like... Americans don't understand any language except for their own, and I feel like that's an exclusively an American thing, because I've heard people of different languages talk to each other and still understand, like, have a conversation. Like, I've heard French people speak to Spanish people and have a conversation in their own languages and still understand each other and get their points across. Americans can't do that. Most of us, I mean, don't get me wrong, I teach myself how to speak Spanish, but, you know, um, I still don't, I still don't know that much. And, and if, if, if you're speaking, if you're speaking in a, in a, I, I just fucking hate, I hate this language. I hate, I hate American English. It's just so ignorant. And it's just so watered down and, and, and broken, and it sucks. But yeah, getting back to Ultra Carbon, the multicultural representation is cool. Um, I like the hotel that the main character, Kovach, stays in. Uh, it's called The Raven. Uh, it's a direct reference to Edgar Allan Poe. Um, I mean, the, the, the AI 
bot that takes care of the hotel is literally called Poe. And, um, this show, this show just knows how cool it is and it fucking revels in that. And I love it. And the last thing I want to talk about is the show Community. Um, I haven't finished watching it all the way through yet. And prior to it being on Netflix, I had only ever seen two episodes. That being said, in so far, I've gotten to like the sixth or seventh episode of the fifth season. But I think this is the smartest and funniest show that's ever aired on network television. And it might be the best show ever created. And I'm including Netflix television shows in that when I say that. Like, BoJack Horseman is a great show. And, you know, Rick and Morty is a good show. Dan Harmon also worked on Rick and Morty like he did on Community, so that's cool. And The Office is a good show as well. But all those shows pale in comparison to Community. Just the speed and grace with which Community moves through so many different types of ideas and you know, experimental things that it tries. It's just, it's, it's, it's a ballsy show and very few creators have the gall to try and do that. And I think that's amazing. I can't believe that this show is ever on network television, but, uh, yeah, that's cool. That's crazy. Cool. So yeah, this episode is definitely going to feel a little bit weird. I'm thinking about it now. I probably could have done better, but uh, at least at least I got something out there. I think definitely one of my problems is I do have a tendency to procrastinate because I'd rather... I, I want the things I do to be so perfect, but I'm just not willing to, to do them because of that, which is stupid, but whatever. So... What I am going to leave off with is my buddy, Jesse Piff, recorded a video for me. Um, I wanted to throw it in here at the end of this podcast. I uh, wanted to ha- let him talk a little bit about how he's been handling quarantine, how life has been for him, how everything is going. And I, just, I think he has a lot. I think he has some some nuggets of wisdom to say in here. So I'm just going to let him take this one out. Take it away, Jesse. What up, Juan? What up, Million X Girlfriends? It's your boy, Jesse Piff. The real man with a million X girlfriends. <laughs> I just always wanted to say that shit. Um, what have I been doing during quarantine? Well, let me tell you. I'm getting better at 2K. Yup, yup, yup. I just got the new Madden, even though it's the old Madden. 20, yup, yup, yup. Uh, I've been hanging with my girl, doing social distance learning with my son about three, four times a week. So that's interesting. Um, I've finished Netflix. Um, That was cool. It was cool. We on the Hulu now. Um, Looking for new, new shows that are really long, that are really good. It's very hard to find. But you gotta you, you gotta watch the bad ones. The bad ones, all right, in media like movies and TV shows. If you don't watch the bad movies, you won't appreciate the really good movies. Cause there's a lot of movies that start out really good and are terrible at the end. Like the, and niggas just don't know how to end shit. 
Or the, the, All it is is the ending The movie's terrible Terrible But you know Once you get to a certain point There's no return Like you can't just Invest the time in a movie or a TV show And not find out What has What had happened You know So I've been on Ozarks I finished that Um Obviously, the popular ones like Tiger King. Um, every Sunday, I tune into the Last Dance documentary with Michael Jordan and the, and the Bulls. Um, I'm a big documentary guy, so anytime a new documentary comes out, I don't seen it. Like, unless it's dumb. Like that clown one, that shit was stupid as fuck. That shit was on Hulu. That sh- don't watch that shit. That shit's fake. Spoiler alert, it's fake. Um. I wish I could watch sports. I've been having withdrawals, so, you know, I've been playing sports video games in ways I ain't never played it before. I've been watching. Anytime anybody puts anything up, I'm going to watch it. If it, Especially if it has to do with fighting. Um, yeah, quarantine's been all right. I'm about to head and go get some fucking Dunkin' right now, to be honest. Because um, you know how it would be sometimes can't just stay in the house all the time. I just dropped my son off, so I be getting out there, but, you know, I just got a new job, um, so I'm studying for that, because they got to make me take a test or some shit, so, uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing, and I've been smoking a hell of a lot of weed, like, a hell of a lot. The only person smoking more weed than me are Snoop, Wiz, and my girl. That's it. Nobody else. I don't, I don't care what you say, um. But you know that It's Piff, bro Piff Um Yeah I've been listening to A lot of music Cause you guys know Well I don't know if you know But now you do I don't like to search for music I don't I don't I'd rather listen to local Hip hop And I hate to say local Because that makes niggas be like I don't wanna listen to that shit It's not real It's not The famous nigga shit But To be honest with you Like Local nigga shit Be better than that famous nigga shit All day Cause it ain't tainted, you know what I mean? Like, niggas giving their fresh, their real feelings. Well, most of us, some of us got other agendas and shit. Um, I'm working to finish my project, my solo project, 30,000 feet up. It's hard because you can't get into the fucking studio. I don't got a home studio, which I wish I did, but I don't. Um, I'm working on something real sneaky with a couple of my dudes. Um, that should be really big for the Rhode Island scene and shit. I can't really dive into it. Yeah, I don't want to give you know, nothing away. But just know that there's something big coming from from Rhode Island for Rhode Island. And we're going to need everybody to be involved that's part of the scene. Like, we're going to need everybody. Um, yeah, if you want to smoke in 2K, the game attack is DC, 2RAW with 2Ws. Piffy, alright, and I, I whoop that ass, me and my team, or just me, we whoop that ass, okay, okay, I don't play play now, cause that's for old niggas, that ain't over NBA Jam, um, yeah, I'm just out here struggling like y'all, but we alright, we alright though, there ain't no different struggle, you just don't gotta go to work, <laughs> you know, and the only bad part about that is I ain't getting paid. Fuck work, right? <laughs> no matter where you at, fuck that, motherfuckers. I know that there's niggas right now staring at their boss, just grilling the fuck out of him. Like, 
If you don't let me go home, I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm gonna fuck you up. I can't turn it off.